0: Welcome to the InfoGov Hot Seat Vodcast, featuring candid interviews with practitioners, consultants, and solution providers on hot topics in the information governance industry. Here's your host, Jim Merrifield.
1: Welcome to the InfoGov Hot Seat. I'm your host, Jim Merrifield. And with me today is Joe Bartolo, Senior Director of Business Development at Novos. Welcome, Joe. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for having me.
0: It's a nice day to be on the hot seat, considering it's snowy and nasty outside.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right, right? We never know if it's going to be snow or rain. I hope it's more rain, right? You don't have to shovel rain. But uh, yeah, it's great to, to have you on the hot seat today. Let's uh, kick it off with with getting a brief inter- introduction of your role, how long you've been with the company, and one
0: w- fun fact about yourself. Sure, thanks, and I, again, appreciate the opportunity to be here on the IG Hot Seat. Uh, certainly, um, you've been you've had some other esteemed professionals on as well as prior guests. So, humbled to be part of that company, and thank you again for the opportunity. Uh, I've been with Novos for a little over five years now. Um, the company has grown, you know, in, the, in my time there. Uh, The company dates back to uh, a little over 20 years. The original name was Capital Legal Solutions. Most of the company's history was under the Capital Novos name, so people might be familiar with that name. Um, But the company has become more of a technology provider over the last five years, so that's our focus. And, uh, you know, these days we're licensing our proprietary solutions to other service providers and other clients that want to use them internally. Uh, My role is uh, I wear many hats, but primarily I'm involved with business development as, as director of the business development team. Um, And I have some national account responsibilities in the United States. And I have team members globally that, you know, handle things, you know, outside of uh, North America. Um, In in terms of a fun fact about myself, uh, interesting note, I went to NYU. and At the time I went to NYU, I lived in a dorm. And one of my dorm mates has become mega famous uh, and someone I I used to associate with and play football with on the weekends, uh, Adam Sandler. And uh, Adam Sandler, his college roommate, Tim Herlihy, is also an attorney. Tim Hurley, he went on from NYU undergrad to NYU Law School. Uh, Tim has written most of the movies Adam's been in in his career, and I used to hang out with these guys, you know, on a regular basis back in the day. Also, Frank Karachi lived in the dorm with us, who has directed many of Adam's movies, and Jack Girpudo, who is part of the happy, who's the other half of Happy Madison Productions, along with Adam Sandler. So, uh, I, you know, I had my run in with some people that got mega famous, and, uh, you know, one of the things that I've always wanted to do is try my hand at screenwriting since Tim has had such great success at it. And during the pandemic, I did write a fiction screenplay, and I'm hoping to, you know, get it made into a movie one of these days.
1: That's awesome. I had no idea. Joe, I've known you for a while, and I never knew that fun fact. I think I think to date this is like the sixth episode, but I, I don't think I've ever heard a, a, a fun fact uh, quite like that. So thanks for, for sharing. Um sure. So, I, I know you you wrote a book, right? Recently, you wrote a screenplay, but you also wrote a book. I actually have a copy of it, right? Yes. Uh, Quantum Uncertainty: The Future yes. of IG. So, we're going to spend some time uh, talking a little bit about that book. So, what does what made you decide to actually put this book together
0: for the for the space? Well, I've always I've always write I've always wanted to write. I've always you know written legal articles, you know, white papers, and and you know other less technical articles over the years. Um, Part of my role, you know, throughout my business development aspect in the legal technology space uh, has been to educate. Um, I've been involved with continuing education courses over the years as well, uh, instructed probably well over 100, you know, over the last 16 plus years. Um, Prior to my time, you know, in the litigation support space, I was a practicing attorney in, in New York. I was a litigator in New York City. Uh, for for many years before getting involved in this space i've always been a computer geek at heart which is kind of what led me into the discovery world and then the information governance space you know in in, over the last 16 years uh, as i provided consultative solutions uh, and services to different clients so uh thought about putting the book together based on the fact that um i have more time on my hands and that i used to be someone that commuted to manhattan on a regular basis uh, and that took about three hours of my day on a daily basis and with the extra time on my hands working from home because of the pandemic, I've been able to write larger pieces, including the screenplay that I mentioned, uh, as well as the Quantum Uncertainty book. I'd also written a, a book prior called Funny Discovery, which is a play on it's fun e-discovery, uh, which really is, a, is more of an analysis on case law about funny case examples of spoliation where people are doing ridiculous things to destroy evidence. Um, but the, the Quantum Uncertainty book, which we're talking about today, is certainly a much more serious book, um, talks about the past and present of information governance. Uh, My concept was thinking about it more as the Dickens tale about the the ghost of uh, Christmas past, present, and future. I kind of looked at information governance in that aspect uh, and had been writing for a a little while about the past and present uh, of information governance in general. One of my passionate interests is quantum physics. It has been since I've been in high school. I'm seeing more and more of that dovetail into the world that I deal with on a regular basis for law in the development of quantum computing. Uh, And that's kind of led me to the the final portion of this book that I said I should also talk about the future of innovation governance. And I really think quantum computing is going to have a more significant impact than some of the the current experts seem to think it's going to have. And I'm concerned about the impact it may already be having where we're not really in place to – address some of the things that quantum mechanics uh, brings to the table.
1: No, that's, that's really interesting. I'll tell you this book is a, it looks like a great read. I just got my copy. I can't wait to read it. Um, so let's talk about some of the topics I've, I've kind of breezed through the, some of the subheadings, there's a ton of chapters, what kind of topics? I know you touched, touched about on this a little bit, but what kind of topics are discussed in this book?
0: Well, I mean, throughout the book, I, I'm, I'm harping on an older message, but I mean, I think it still resonates, you know, to this day, and it's something I learned early in, in the beginning, being in this space. Uh, people, process, and technology. Something I've heard David Cowan, a subject matter expert, say for years at the Cowan Breakfast Series, and, and I'm still a big fan of, of that terminology. I, I think everything is about the right, the right combination of people, process, and technology. Uh, and, and I'm just concerned that there's not enough focus right now on on quantum and, and, and the impact that quantum is going to have. Certainly, there was much paranoia at the time that 2000 was rolling around about Y2K. And, and I'm, I'm very concerned that, you know, there, that we're undercutting the impact that quantum computing is going to have on our space and on industry as a whole, and in particular on data privacy. Um, so one of the parts of the book talks a lot about the impact that quantum is going to have. That's toward the toward the back end of the book. So really, the, the first two thirds of the book really talk about the the past of information governance. You know how it arose, uh, the past of the e discovery industry. Uh, I've always been a student of the e discovery space and always been a student of legal technology and the applications that technology is being put to bear for. Uh, and in that regard, I've done a lot of research on the information governance side. And you know, spoken with several clients on the consulting side about what their needs are, in trying to address all these converging needs, I'm talking about what was being done in the past, what was being done currently in the present, some present challenges that we're inadequately addressing right now, and then also concerns about future challenges that we're we're going to be facing, and most of the future challenges is, is. Discussing quantum, although certainly I do discuss artificial intelligence as well, which seems to be the main buzz right now that people are worried about in terms of the immediate future impact that artificial intelligence is going to have on both the discovery profession as well as information governance and a broader macro level perspective.
1: Yeah, those are some great topics, right? AI, privacy, uh, those are definitely some hot topics um, in the space right now, for sure. So let's talk about the audience of this book. Who would you expect to, to
0: read, actually read this book? This really, this is more, in my opinion, this is more of useful reference material for anybody that has anything to do with information governance. Uh, if you're involved in records management as a profession, uh, even if you're involved you know, in a law firm as a paralegal, or you're involved in internal records management for the law firm, you know, anyone involved in, in managing the – organization's information that they work for certainly would, could get benefit from, from reading this. Uh, also, I would say e-discovery practitioners that are concerned about quantum physics and maybe lacking an understanding of, of that topic. Uh, and that's one of my concerns about writing this book, because certainly I remember the days, early days of e-discovery when we were educating attorneys about what metadata was and hearing the, the term, it's talking about metadata, hearing the response metawata. And I think I think we're going to have that same issue with quantum physics when we're talking about things like superpositioning and and entanglement and the fact that you know quantum physics and quantum mechanics don't even work it from the same electrical mechanisms that current traditional computers work from. They're working from thermal energy, and it's it's just there's so many different things to analyze about how you know quantum computers work versus traditional computers that I think that there's a our resources of who understands these things are going to be trained, especially in the beginning. Now, for sure. I mean, it, it, I'm glad you mentioned
1: e-discovery because, you know, e-discovery and InfoGov, there's a, the two kind of dovetail, right, yes. between each other. And I know we have Legal Week coming up and there's a lot of e-discovery professionals at Legal Week. There's a lot of information governance professionals at Legal Week. So, you know, this book seems like, and especially in the legal industry, it seems like this book can kind of educate the two sides. Is that, is that, is that true?
0: Yes. And to me, I've seen a convergence there. And to me over the last several years, eDiscovery is becoming a subset of information governance. It's more of a micro level focused aspect of information governance that is a task that records managers and people involved at a more macro level for managing records at the enterprise level have to worry about and privacy professionals have to worry about and cybersecurity professionals have to worry about. So there's other, things that bleed into e-discovery that are all related, but they all really kind of fall under the umbrella of information governance, which concerns all of those items, privacy, cybersecurity, the the ability to access data, the quality of the data that you're accessing, uh, delays in accessing the data, things like business interruption. All all these things are all elements that information governance aspects, information governance managers need to be concerned with, yet they all may have relevance to e-discovery as well when litigation has arisen.
1: Uh, makes a ton of sense so so how do we purchase this book
0: it's the book is available on amazon.com it's also available on barnesandnoble.com so far it's exclusively online uh, perhaps it will be available in bookstores in the future but right now it's available online uh, in paperback or hard copy also if you have kindle unlimited the book is available for free download on kindle unlimited if you're you know you have that option it's also available for a kindle ebook purchase as well Awesome. Sounds good. And I,
1: I'll tell you, I got mine on Amazon. I chose the, I'm more of a paper light paperless guy, but I don't know. I just wanted a, a hard copy. And I'll tell you my, my copy came, I think I'm a, I'm a prime uh, subscriber. So I'm, my, my copy came in, in a couple of days. Um, so that was, that was wonderful. So I'm glad I was able to, to get a copy again. Can't wait to read it. Let's switch gears a little bit, Joe, cause I know you're a thought leader in the, in the space and you've been around for, for quite some time. You've written books, you've presented at many conferences involved in different organizations. How do you see the gov industry changing in the coming years? You talked a little bit about that, but can you go into a little more detail? Sure.
0: I mean, certainly, I think technology is going to play an ever-increasing part. Uh, there's a lot of use of APIs right now, and that seems to be you know a hot topic right now of connecting different systems that weren't necessarily designed to connect or having softwares communicate with one another that are different third-party solutions that weren't, from the get-go, designed to communicate with one another because that's important. It creates a lot of efficiencies. So if you can install a solution where you're avoiding double data entry or triple data entry and, and that entry into one solution can, you know, be read and readily used seamlessly by other solutions, you know, that, that certainly is helpful. And I certainly think that we need to move more toward uh, transparency in terms of access to the data, the, the visibility of data, in dark data lakes is a concern. And, and organizations that don't have proper visibility into the data will likely face, you know, future troubles. Either uh, with some data exposed, they didn't realize that was there, that causes them risk headache, or some some other fine from some data privacy violation from them not having proper access to, to data that might belong to. A, a, a specific person that is looking to assert data privacy rights.
1: No, that for sure, all those those points that you shared, I, it definitely we have an exciting future uh, for those of us in the InfoGov space. So, Joe, listen, I know this was a short, uh, uh, short conversation, right? But that's how the hot seat's supposed to be, right? Nice, nice sure. and short and sweet and to the point. You know, thanks for introducing us to your book, Quantum Uncertainty, the Future of Information Governance. Uh, thanks for being a guest on The Hot Seat. I'm sure uh, you'll get some feedback, and I plan to write a review of the book uh, after I read it. And, and I'm sure you'll be at Legal Week,
0: right, Joe, uh, in, uh, next week? So Novus will be exhibiting. I'll be in the booth a lot a lot of the time during the conference itself. And so I look forward to seeing everyone that attends. Uh, miss a lot of people that I haven't seen in person in quite a while. So look for, looking forward to catching up with people in New York.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to, to seeing you in person. I don't think I've seen you uh, since the, the pandemic. So definitely looking forward to that. And again, thank you so much uh, for your time today. And uh, just as a as a disclaimer, if you'd like to be a guest on the InfoGov hot seat like Joe here, please submit uh, your information through our website. It's an easy process. And uh, thank you all and enjoy the rest of your day.
0: Thank you so much, Jim. You got it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the InfoGov Hot Seat. Follow us on Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and LinkedIn. Check out our main website at InfoGovHotSeat.com to view our latest episodes and much more.